You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison here again with my good buddy, Ben Weir. How are you doing on this fine evening? I'm doing good, man. Doing fine. Ready to talk about some football again. Oh, yeah. Well, this episode, <laughs> we're going to be recapping another exciting weekend in the NFL as week four had some exciting head-to-head matchups and many games that were decided by one score. Starting with a Thursday night game that saw the Bengals beat the Dolphins 27-15 behind an overhauled offensive line in front of quarterback Joe Burrow and a defense forcing turnovers, Cincinnati's looking more like the defending AFC champions. After losing their first two games of the season, the Bengals have reeled off two wins in a span of five days. Ben, what took away from this win was Tua being injured again for the second straight game and this time having to be taken off the field on a stretcher. There's been a lot of controversy around this injury. Do you feel like the Dolphins handled this correctly? So I didn't see, not Thursday, but Sundays, where he got the initial concussion. But from what I heard, it was very sketchy of how quickly he came back into the game to keep playing. My opinion, I do not think they handled it well because because of that fact. I just think all of it, all of it as a whole. I mean, you've got to, it's got to be player safety. Obviously, too, as a competitor, he's not going to want to not play the game, but you're going to have to, you are the professionals. You are, as far as a doctor, as far as a coach, you are in charge of their safety. So, like, if, if something's not right, listen to a, we love you, man. You got to sit this out. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I do think it was a little fishy. I mean, I, I don't have any proof for that, obviously, but I, I do think it was weird. Yeah. Well, I think the weird thing was, you know, initially they said, oh, he got a concussion, but then they changed it to a back injury. So then basically allowed him to come back in because, you know, he didn't have to go through the whole concussion protocol and everything. And then he gets hit again hard, you know, in his head and then he's out. And then, I mean, he's he's not moving, you know, his hands are, you know, his fingers, you know, just went stiff and all that. Like a very scary moment for sure. I mean, a play that you've, you've seen guys in the past get paralyzed from it. So, exactly. I mean, praise the Lord, he didn't exactly. he didn't get paralyzed, but for the doctor got fired, you yep, know, for like basically a misdiagnosis yep. or whatever. So I mean, it's it's a big deal. So and right. I know there's some more like ongoing investigation things going on this week. Hopefully, they get to the bottom of it. I know the NFL's gotten called out this week too of just needing to do a yeah. better job, just being on top of you know an injury like that, and just having a better system in place for when to allow guys back in the game. And just having to go through, you know, the whole protocol and just pro- do it properly. Right. Exactly. I almost feel like it's better. This might be a little bit on the extreme side, but I almost feel like it's better. If somebody has anything close enough to a concussion, I almost would say just sit them out for the rest of the game. Yeah. Just kind of like instead of leaving that like gray area where they can maybe get in, maybe not get no, just just anything close to it. Just head injury. Keep them out of the game. Let them go through the week and see if they can make it through. There was an early game being played Sunday morning in London for the first time this season as your Vikings, Ben, beat the Saints 28-25. Jefferson had Mm -hmm. another monster game with 10 catches for 147 yards, and Cousins, while not flashy, did enough to help you guys get the win. It came down to a missed 61-yard field goal by Lutz, who had just made one from 60 a couple minutes prior. Ben, how happy were you to see that double-doink miss? It's a hard question to answer because, I mean, obviously I want to win. So I was very happy about that. But, like, as far as our performance in the game, been like, not happy at all. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll i give Cousins some credit. 
there were some drops, definitely some drops. Just JJ dropped an easy touchdown pass. It was a little bit behind him, but it's Justin Jefferson who could have caught the ball easily. We made Andy Dalton look like he was a great quarterback. I, I just knew when I saw him going to replace Jameis, I'm just like, oh, great. They're going to be in this game, and we might lose this game. And we probably should have honestly lost this game. But, I mean, we're undefeated overseas, so, I mean, that's at least something. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, we're 3-1, so, I mean, I'll take that. Obviously, I don't want to be, you know, 0-4 or something like that. But I don't see us going very far, especially if our offense can't find anything else besides Justin Jefferson. I mean, it, I, he's been phenomenal, but teams are going to be shutting him down. Well, I have to give Andy Dalton some credit. You know, you brought him up. Yeah. Goes into the starting role, steps up, had a solid game, 20 of 28, 236 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, did what he needed to do, especially for not playing, you know, yep. and however many games it's been for him. So I feel like he's been out for quite a while. I didn't I didn't even realize where he was. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, the Saints picked him up. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, that's where he's at. <laughs> but just one of those exactly. things. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Atlanta fans, your Falcons have now won two in a row after defeating the Browns 23-20. Now, let's keep things in perspective. This was the Browns we're talking about. But, Ben, the Atlanta <laughs> fans have to be feeling good about going 2-2 two and two to start the season. Yeah, I mean, listen, you've not typically been very good. So, I mean, I've got to be pretty happy if I'm a Falcons fan, too. Uh, I mean, I'm sure this probably won't keep up. But if it does, I mean, Mariota's you know, been playing meh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, good job for the Falcons. At least they got a win for them. Well, don't look now, but the Cowboys have won three games in a row behind quarterback rush who had another solid performance, 15 of 27 for 223 yards and two touchdowns. They easily beat the commanders 25, 10. Ben, how surprised are you that the cowgirls are actually playing like Cowboys <laughs> despite Dak being hurt <laughs> And do you feel like there might be a little quarterback controversy when Dak returns? You got to stop making these jokes, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. I, I mean, if I wouldn't say Cooper Rush has played well enough to like overtake Dak, but I mean they're they're undefeated with Cooper Rush this year. So like, I mean, do you want to keep the keep it going, keep the momentum going when Dak gets back? Like, just say, hey, Dak, hold off on your. Your, your thumb, get it till it's 100% healed and all this. But I'm very surprised. I thought for sure after – I don't even think Dak's been that great. Like when I saw week one, I didn't even think he was that good. But I'm still surprised the Cowboys have won all three of Cooper Rush's games. Very surprised. Yeah. I mean, I was waiting for them to go winless. And they've done, yes. and they've done the opposite. So kind of annoying. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> but I heard, I heard a report today. I mean, Dak can't even really grip the football yet. So I don't see him playing, you know, this coming yeah. week. So I think you ride with Rush. You know, it's working well. He's playing decent. You guys are winning. So, I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, I you, agree. you don't want to rush. Huh? You don't want to rush <laughs> Dak back. And then, uh, you know, he loses the game, you know, for you because he can't hang on to the football or whatever. And then here you could have won if you just played Rush. So I think they yeah. just need to be patient. Let Dak get fully healed. Rush is playing good enough. You guys are winning your games. Just keep plugging along. Yeah, I mean, you're in the NFC East, so, like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just yeah. try to keep letting Cooper out there. It's fine. Well, the Detroit Lions have got to be the most frustrated team in the NFL right now. Their offense has been putting up some serious points, and Jared Goff's been playing great. Sunday was no exception as he was 26 of 39 for 378 yards and four touchdowns. Somehow and some way, they still found a way to lose to the Seahawks 48-45 thanks to not playing any defense. Ben, if you would have told the Lions before the game they were going to score 45 points, they probably would have really liked their chances of winning this game. 
The problem is you've got to stop the other team from scoring. Otherwise, it doesn't matter how many points you put on the board. <laughs> That's true, man. I'm sure they would have been really excited about this. I mean, they scored 22 in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were playing catch-up basically from behind. But, you're, I mean, spot on. Like, your defense has got to show up because the Lions are averaging like 30-plus a game, dude. But the problem is, is their defense is probably giving up about 30-plus a game as well. I, it's just craziness. And then TJ Hawkinson, man, like he was he was ridiculous in this game with eight receptions, 179, two touchdowns, and then Rashad Penny on the other side run, ran for, one for 151 with only 17 carries. I mean, this is the Seahawks are a surprise, too, with Geno Smith. I thought with him being out there, they'd win maybe like maybe one game or something like that. But, I mean, they've got two wins under their belt, and then – Jared Goff, I have no idea what happened to him. He's like, I don't know, reincarnation of somebody else. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, speaking of Geno Smith, I got a little comparison for you through four games. Geno's 102 for 132, so that's a little over 77% he's completed on his passes versus Russell Wilson's 80 for 131, which is just a tick over 61%. Geno's Geno's thrown for 1,037 yards. Russell's thrown for 980. Gino's got Gino's got six touchdowns. Russ only has four. Gino does have two picks. To Russ is one. Both of their records are two and two. So if I'm the Seahawks, I've got to be pretty pleased with what they've gotten out of Gino Smith so far this year, as he's stepped in to replace Russell Wilson. If I'm the Broncos. I'm asking for somebody to take Russell Wilson off my hands. <laughs> <laughs> like what the crap? Yeah. Well, speaking of Russell Wilson, his new team, the Broncos, got beat 32-23 by the division rival Las Vegas Raiders. This was the Raiders' first win of the season, and it came in a big game against a division opponent. Ben, good for the Raiders after two tough losses in back-to-back weeks to finally get their first win of the season. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a Raiders fan, you you really could be 4-0. I know that first week with the Chargers was kind of iffy, but you still could be 4-0 right now. So as a Raiders fan, I'm probably kicking myself. But I was happy to see this because they they're definitely a better team than they were 0-3. And then Josh Jacobs, I'm really upset with him because, like, I had a chance to draft him in my one fantasy league I'm in, and I didn't. And he just goes off 28 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. I, this guy hadn't been doing anything for the last two years, so I don't get that. But, yeah, no, good job for the Raiders. The Giants beat the Bears 20-12 to behind the legs of Barkley, who rushed for 31 times for 146 yards. Ben, we said after week one that the G-men would go as far as Barkley goes, and right now he seems back to his old self, and the Giants are three and one. Yeah, I just I, this is going to come to an end eventually because Daniel Jones. I mean, there's just no way if once once they shut down Barkley. I mean, he threw for 71 yards this game. So like, I mean, if they if teams can figure out how to stop Barkley, Giants are going to be done. But I'm I'm just happy to see Barkley back to where he was. It's it's awesome to see because he's a great running back. Well, let me just tell you, the last time the Giants were 3-1 and one to start the season, they won the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not are, saying are we're we really going to. No, we're not. I was about to say, are we, are we really going to say Daniel Jones is going to be lifting up the Super Bowl no, trophy no. come February? <laughs> no, he's definitely not Eli Manning. And not that Eli Manning was even that great, but right. yeah, he's not. If we're wrong about this, though, I would, I would, I would die laughing. I, that would be pretty funny. Well, the game I'm least looking forward to talking about is the Titans' 24-17 win over my Colts. I don't understand these holes we keep digging ourselves in as we were down 24-3 in this one before scoring two straight touchdowns. The annoying thing is they got my hopes up by cutting the lead to seven with still the whole fourth quarter to play, but then decided to not do anything in the final period. 
Ben, the most frustrating thing is the inconsistency from week to week because how do you stop the Chiefs' high-powered offense one week, which no one's been able to do, and then turn around and get beat by Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, and, and Tannehill actually played. He played pretty well. No, I mean, only, he only missed four passes. Yeah, yeah. No, he did so that's well. crazy. It's crazy, but I mean, I just feel like everybody's almost, for when they play you guys, I feel like everybody is selling out for Jonathan Taylor. And then they're kind of basically saying, Matt Ryan beat us. And, and he's just not been able to do that. I mean, he just, he just hasn't. But you, to your point, which you've already said, though, I, w- I want to say it was one game, right? Or was it two games where he was missing both Pittman and Pierce? Was it one or two games? Uh, it was at least one game for both of them. I feel like there was right. another game he was missing at least one. And then Taylor got hurt, too, because I know he's not playing tomorrow night. So That's a killer. It's, I would say injuries, too, have not helped you at all. But, yeah, I, I know you guys can turn it around. Like, I, you're, still in the, you're still in that division. That division is easily up for grabs. Bill can easily turn it around. Yeah, well, a stat I wish we didn't have is that Ryan is actually leading the league in turnovers. Now, I will say mm-hmm. I don't blame him for all the fumbles because that's on the offensive line doing a terrible job blocking and allowing those guys to get right into Ryan. But I don't understand because I feel like we had a great offensive line last year, especially, you know, making a way for uh, Taylor to have such a successful season. And then all of a sudden this season, for whatever reason, they, they're non-existent. Silver lining, if you will, was the Jaguars losing to the Eagles 29-21. So at least a division opponent lost of the same day. Hurts didn't even play that well, but Sanders rushed for 134 yards on 27 carries and had two touchdowns. Ben, the Eagles are the only undefeated team left in the league and seem to be flying high right now. I still just don't buy it, dude. I'm just, <laughs> I've just, I've looked at their schedule and I'm just like, they don't play nobody. Like they seriously do not play anybody. And I'm just going to keep saying that until I'm a broken record. But uh, listen, they, I mean, they're undefeated, so you got to hand it to them. I do think they have a great defense. They definitely have a good running offense for sure. I know Sanders came out of nowhere with 134 yards, like you were saying, but I think it's going to eventually get to them. When they get to the playoffs, I don't think, I don't see them getting out of the first round. Like, I really just don't because they just will not have played anybody that well. And they're going to start playing better competition when it comes to playoff time. And I just, I just don't see it. Well, another stat for you, Ben. The last time the Eagles started 4-0, they made it to oh, the no. Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, just shut up. <laughs> no, man. I will say A.J. Brown's having a good season. He's the only he is. only player, only wide receiver to have at least five receptions and 65 yards plus all four games. So he's balling out right now. So he just needs to keep playing. Yeah. Well. No, that was a good pickup for sure in a trade for them. Well, the J-E-T-S Jets beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20 to get to 500 at 2-2. Two two. Pickett replaced Trubisky at halftime for the Steelers on a coaching decision and rushed for his first two touchdowns of his career. He did have three interceptions, which turned out to be his only three incompletions, but technically they weren't incomplete, were they, Ben? <laughs> no, they weren't. He was 100%. The wrong, 100%. Just <laughs> the wrong team. And I heard that he's going to be the starter moving forward. I think Tomlin's just trying to find something, man, to get his team going. Because I, I think everybody kind of knew Trubisky was not going to be the answer at quarterback. He was just a fill-in so they could get a better draft pick. I mean, that's kind of what I felt like it was. I don't think Pickett will be that impressive. I mean, I know coming into a game, throwing three picks, like he's going to have a full week now under his belt. So we'll see what he can do after this week of practice. But I just I just don't see it happening. I think this is going to be like a, a long, long season for Steelers fans. Well, the saddest news from the Steelers game was that a fan actually died after falling from an escalator. I don't know if you saw that or not. I didn't see okay. if it was foul play or there was alcohol involved. 
But, man, Steelers fans are ruthless, Ben, as one commented on the article that maybe the Steelers could show up to the funeral and let him down one last time. Oh, my gosh. I know. Pretty messed up. I was like a very sad circumstance and definitely something that shouldn't be joked about no matter how much you hate your team. Clearly that guy was bitter at the team and just decided to just air it out there on the Internet. But that's one of those things and one of those comments that just shouldn't be said. Like, come on now, you know. Some people just have no filter, man. I mean, it's literally, just, there's no filter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what, is, what is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> well, on a rainy terrible. afternoon in Baltimore, the Bills pulled off their biggest comeback in over a decade. They were down 20-3 to in this game, but ended up winning this game 23-20 against the Ravens. With the score tied at 20 in the final quarter, they had a second down from the Buffalo one-yard line. Two straight runs failed to reach the end zone, and Baltimore decided to go for it on fourth down from the two. Allen then drove the Bills down the field, and Tyler Bass made a 21-yard field goal as time expired. Ben, do you think that was the right play call for the Ravens to go for it instead of kicking the field goal? In this situation, no, I don't think it was the right call. I feel like you needed to, I mean, they started from their own five-yard line before Jackson got picked off there, but it's it's, like you said, it's raining. Bills hadn't played well. Your defense is doing well. Haven't been able to pass the ball really well, Josh Allen. So I would say get the points. Take the lead. If the Bills tie it up, guess what? On overtime, got a chance, 50-50 chance to get the ball first and win the game and beat the Bills. So, no, in this situation, I don't. I would say if it wasn't raining, I would say it's fine, go for it. But in the situation, the circumstances it was at, I would say no. The Chargers got back to their winning ways as they beat the Texans 34-24, and Justin Herbert looked back to being himself, throwing for 340 yards on 27 of 39 and two touchdowns. Ben, how happy do the Chargers have to be to see Herbert feeling better and playing well? Oh, they got to be ecstatic. I was I was surprised he still played this game too. So I mean, very happy that he's back to his normal ways. And I mean, he's gonna they're gonna have to ride with him because he's their ticket to to winning and everything like that. But he's been he's been great, a great rookie. Um, well, not rookie anymore, but great quarterback. Austin Eckler played well for them too. He's been kind of down so far. Uh, I know Keenan Allen's been out, so hopefully when they get him back, they'll start hitting on all cylinders. But no, definitely a good win for them against uh, Houston. Going back to my dumb Colts, we got help from the Chargers and the Eagles beating two teams in our division, but we can't win a game against our own division. So frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Said to throw that in there. Listen, that's the best thing about your division, though. I mean, like, everybody else is just kind of mediocre, too. So, yeah, you so tell me there's a chance. There's always there's a chance. A chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyler Murray had a solid game throwing for two touchdowns and rushing for another score as the Cardinals defeated the Panthers 26-16. This game was 10-10 before Arizona scored 16 straight points to pull away. Ben, slow starts have been a story so far this season for the Cardinals. Why do you think that is? I don't I just... I don't think they have a really good running game. I know James Conner hasn't really been as good as he was last year. He was kind of their goal line back. We're scoring a lot of touchdowns. Could be because D-Hop isn't there. I mean, this could be a totally different team when Hopkins gets back after week six. Uh, So I'd say that that is definitely a start. I still think Kyler Murray is, I think people are starting to figure out he's not super great. He does force a lot of things, and I think that shows. But I don't know. I do feel like it's a lot on Kyler Murray as far as their offense and why Cardinals coach. I don't. I just don't think his offense is transitioning well into into the NFL, essentially. Yeah. So I, I just that's kind of one thing I'm thinking that's not helping them either. Aaron Rodgers rebounded from a dreadful start and helped the Green Bay Packers spoil Bailey Zappi's unexpected NFL debut with the New England Patriots. 
Rodgers threw two second-half touchdown passes and led an overtime drive that resulted in Mason Crosby's 31-yard field goal as time expired, lifting the Packers to a 27-24 victory on Sunday. The dramatic finish came after Rodgers went 4 of 11 for 44 yards for an 11.2 passer rating in a first-half performance. That included New England's Jack Jones scoring on a 40-yard interception return, lifting the Patriots to a 10-7 halftime lead. Rodgers hasn't played the Patriots much in his long career, He's only thrown 110 passes against New England, and that was the first one to get picked off, and it was only his second pick six he's thrown at Lambeau. Ben, as much as I can't stand the guy, you've got to hand it to Belichick's defense for shutting Rodgers down, at least in the first half, and giving his team a chance to win, despite playing majority of the game with their third-string quarterback. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, he, he he's... Listen, he's a great coach, and I, I hate it too. I hate saying it, but there's just no denying. He, he's a great great mind um being able to keep his team in the game with with a guy that's never even never even seen the field in an nfl game i mean he played for western kentucky last year he was phenomenal there but like the first ever game and first ever game coming into lambo too and another thing about bailey zappy his first ever game action came on the five yard line of you know his own five yard line so like all the things going against him but like yeah definitely props to Belichick for keeping them within the game I I'm still upset the Packers are three and one because I'm just like they could easily be one and three but that's okay but yeah Aaron Rodgers does it again and he's again his supporting cast man he's gonna have to rely on his running game uh, a lot because I'm I know Lazard kind of went off for 116, but like other than that, man, there's just really nobody else he's got to throw to. Yeah, and the rookie, I mean, this game should have been over in regulation. Drop that was a beautifully yes. thrown ball, and it yes, again <laughs> caught it for a second, and then ended up dropping it. And I was like, oh my goodness! And at first, I wasn't sure if they were going to let it stand or not. Well, I know, I guess they initially called it incomplete to reverse mm-hmm. it. You know, Rogers is sitting there saying touchdown, and I'm like, well, okay, if he takes a couple steps you know, the the football move or whatever, you know, and then he gets it, he actually makes it to the ground, but then, you know, the ground can't cause a fumble and that whole thing. So, like, if he at least yeah. had a few steps in the end zone and then loses it, is it is it okay? But, I mean, it wasn't – he didn't have it long enough. And, I mean, I think it was yeah. the right call ultimately. But, yeah, I mean, that would, have ended, that would have ended it right there. And then there's no overtime at all, no drama. But, of course, we love yeah. drama. It makes the fans happy, yeah. so – we went to overtime. It made things a little interesting, but good game all around, though. It was. I agree. My my son was happy, so I guess that was, that was a good thing. <laughs> well, Tom Brady's new team also took an L this past weekend. Mahomes threw for 249 yards and three touchdowns, including an electrifying jump pass to Clyde Edwards-Alari to lead the Chiefs to a 41-31 victory over the Buccaneers on Sunday night. Ben, the degree of difficulty on this play was absurd as Mahomes outruns one defender, spins around another, and then flips a pass to the back of the end zone. How impressed were you in this game, considering the Bucks had the number one defense in the league, giving up only nine points, and the Chiefs hung 41 on them? I was very impressed. I mean, I'm going to go back to fantasy because I'm mad about this, but I actually had just traded for Allaire, um, literally that this last week just traded for him and I didn't start him because that reason for the bucks and he goes off and scores like 25 points <laughs> and would have won me the game <laughs> if I would have started him. But anyway, um, no, very impressive. And Mahomes just does stuff, man, that no court. I've just never seen a quarterback do. I mean, he'll switch it. He'll switch it to his left hand and throw it with his left hand when he can. 
he just does crazy stuff, man. And it, it just works. But like, I was super impressed. I didn't actually see the game, but like, I just kept, I followed up with the score and I'm just like, I know the score 41, 31 looks like it was close. This game was far from it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Chiefs destroyed them. Like, uh, the Bucks were playing catch up the whole way through. I mean, Brady had to throw fifty-two passes. They only ran the ball six times. The Bucks were playing catch up this whole way, and the Chiefs just totally dismantled them. I saw a stat: Mahomes actually ran thirty-nine yards on that play. The way he was going back Jeez. and forth, yeah. And then there's a, a pretty funny picture, and it shows him. He hasn't even fully spun. Like he's about to spin, so he's like back turn, defender right on him, trying to tackle him. Hilaire is in the end zone, you know, and there's like three Bucks guys on him. Like he's not even open. And it says, yeah. this guy's about to throw a touchdown to this guy. And you're sitting there thinking, <laughs> how in the world? No and then obviously <laughs> how it unfolded is just crazy. Yeah. He did, and that's the thing, man. I mean, that's the thing about a good quarterback is you can keep the play alive. That's why you got Josh Allen can keep the play alive. But Mahomes does it better than I feel like anybody in the NFL right now. He can he can keep the play alive. And like you said, running 39 yards for one specific play just so he can throw a touchdown pass is incredible. Talked about, you know, this Bucks defense being number one, or I mentioned the Bucks defense being the number one scoring defense in the league. Well, Patrick Mahomes versus number one scoring defenses, including the playoffs. He's actually six and one, scoring 31 points a game, averaging 322 wow. passing yards a game, and his passing touchdown to interception ratio is 15 to seven with a passer rating of 94.3. So he doesn't seem too rattled when he goes up against the top defense in the league. That dude is like just brimming with confidence, like literally all the time. It doesn't matter who he's playing. He's, he's confident that he's going to get the job done, and he's, He's just fun to watch, man. He's just so much fun to watch. Well, the formula that's been so successful for the San Francisco 49ers against the Los Angeles Rams delivered another convincing win. Samuel turned a short catch into an electric 57-yard touchdown, returned an interception for a score, and the 49ers beat the Rams 24-9 on Monday night. First off, Ben, what in the world was Jalen Ramsey doing on that play as he took a terrible angle to try to tackle Samuel? And second... How is that the 49ers seem to have the Rams number minus the NFC championship game last year, which truthfully they should have won? Yeah, I mean, that run was incredible. I, I mean, just starting with everybody else. I mean, he broke, I feel like, two or three tackles before he got to Ramsey. It should have yeah, where was? It, it should have. I mean, truthfully, yes, agreed. So honestly, that never should have even happened. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, I just don't understand. And he's supposed to be the self-proclaimed, you know, best cornerback in the league. And like, that didn't look like it, <laughs> like any way, shape or form. And then, yeah, dude, like, I mean, Garoppolo didn't even play well, but that's kind of like their MO. That's the 49ers, like how they win. I mean, Garoppolo kind of plays okay, but he doesn't need to play great because the defense is always so good and has his back. I mean, the Rams only scored nine points. I mean, they kicked three field goals the first, second and third quarter and then scored the fourth. So I, I don't understand how the Niners are doing it, but I also don't think the Rams look as good as they did last year. No, they don't. They need OBJ to come back for sure because right now it's only yes. Cooper Cup, and it's like you take him away or he, yes. you know, Stafford can't get in the ball, then there's nobody else. So exactly, they definitely need that that second option for sure. Well, also yeah, on that exactly. on that run for Samuel, someone else who missed a tackle was Bobby Wagner. But he did have the tackle of the night, knocking out that fan who was running on the field with the pink smoke following him. Wagner just said, enough is enough, and just laid him out. Have you, have you heard the news about that came out today? Well, the, the fan filed police yes. report against him, which I'm yes, like. Yes, like what in the world? He's not going to win that. No, you no, you're illegally on the field. Yeah, no. nice try. <laughs> 
but yeah, that was, I mean, listen, if I'm playing a game too, and somebody runs out in the field, I, and, I, and I'm playing the way I'm playing, I'm probably gonna lay them out too. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, totally sure. get it. There was definitely some frustration behind it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wrong time to run out into the field. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, we're a quarter of the way through the season. Basically they added that extra 17th game. So that makes things a little uneven, but it's close enough. I figured I'd read off the standings on where teams are in the respective divisions after the first four weeks of the season. To start off in the AFC East, Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills are tied at 3-1. and one. The New York Jets are 2-2, two and two, and the New England Patriots are 1-3. The AFC North, three teams, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, and Baltimore Ravens are all 2-2. Two and two. We make fun of the Browns a lot, but hey, there they are at the top of the division. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers bringing up the rear at 1-3. The AFC South, Jacksonville's at two and two, Tennessee's at two and two. My Colts are one, two, and one. That stupid tie, but at least it wasn't a loss. And then Houston's at oh three and one. The AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs sit up top at three and one. They're only lost to my Colts. Hey. Los Angeles Chargers are two and two. Denver Broncos are two and two. And the Las Vegas Raiders are one and three. You got their first W this last week. Moving over to the NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles, four and oh. Dallas Cowboys 3 and 1, New York Giants 3 and 1, Washington Commanders 1 and 3. Tough division there at least from those the top 3 teams. NFC yeah. North, Minnesota Vikings been at 3 and 1, Packers are also 3 and 1, but you guys got uh, the tiebreaker cuz you beat them head to head. That's right. Bears are 2 and 2 and the Lions are 1 and 3, easily could be 3 and 1, but see if they can get things together on the defensive end. In the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 2-2. Two two. Falcons are 2-2. Two two. Those two teams play this coming weekend, so we'll have a tiebreaker there to see who's going to take over first alone in the division. Carolina's 1-3. New Orleans Saints are 1-3. The NFC West, every team is 2-2. Two two. The 49ers, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. But it's the 49ers with the tiebreaker as they just beat the Rams. So pretty crazy there. The one thing I wanted to tell you, too, which I thought was crazy, I, I didn't see the 2-2 two two, uh, thing until I saw the scroll to the end there, but I, I think your division, the AFC South, I don't know if you've seen it, but the point differential, Jacksonville is the only one at plus 38. Everybody else is negative, like 20-plus oh in your division. It doesn't <laughs> surprise crazy. me. It doesn't surprise no, me. No, I know. I just thought that was crazy. Well, the best offensive team so far this year after four games, the Eagles are ranked first at 447 yards a game. Buffalo Bills are second at 441.3. Lions are third at 409. Ravens are fourth at 380. Browns are fifth at 378.7. And the Jaguars are sixth at 375.7. Ben, when's the last time the Lions, the Browns, and the Jags were in any top rankings? <laughs> I don't even know, man. What is going on? <laughs> I, yeah, like, what is going on this year? And the, and the how are the Browns? It's got to be their running game because, like, it can't be Jacoby Brissett. But there's just no way. I, that's craziness. Well, that's going to do it for the NFL Week 4 recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.